fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I have a new theory. I really think that Joe Biden expects to be out of office here relatively soon. Most of the time, you actually are aware of when you're about ready to be booted out. Most of the time, you ever have that job where you're working and you have to, just have that inkling. You're not going well. Maybe sales aren't doing well. Maybe the job's not doing well. You're a little frustrated. People are looking at you kind of funny. And you just kind of know that you're going to be on the way out soon. So when you do get called into the boss's office, it's not that much of a surprise because you half expected it and you almost were on the way out the door already. I I wonder if Joe Biden's almost at that point. I really do. Jill Biden apparently is the very first first lady in American history to actually have a full-time job while her husband is president of the United States. To me, that's very strange. Why would you have a full-time job if you are... The First Lady of the United States of America. Welcome into the show. It is The Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. But we are all over the country on radio stations, TV stations, live streaming, podcasting. We are still banned off of YouTube and, I think, Facebook. But we are still on the Twitch.tv, on OurFreedomBook.com, Instagram, TikTok, also the website at HoosierReason.com. Welcome into the show your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. I know we're going into a Labor Day weekend, so I don't want to talk too crazy heavy today, but at the same time, there's a lot of stuff going on. So we're going to have some fun today and talk about what we can. Coming up, bottom of the hour, Dr. Andrew Myers. He's a, We've had him on the show before talking about COVID, the latest with the COVID pandemic. And he's author of the book, Simplifying the COVID Puzzle, How Two Essential Vitamins Fortify the Immune System. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Just to clarify that if we weren't banned on YouTube by now, then we would be after having him on the program today. So really excited to have him on the show. And no, so this is a different one. We've had on a few tons of different doctors on the show. We've had one that's gotten a lot of pushback and some criticism because he's a crazy, you know, uh, a crazy doctor that just spews, quote unquote, misinformation, which is hilarious. But this guy simplifying the COVID puzzle, how two essential vitamins fortify the immune system. Uh, looking forward to chatting with him. Uh, or co-author of that book. We'll chat with him at the bottom of the hour. I know talking crazy, like making yourself healthy all by your lonesome. Again, medical misinformation, why we got banned off of YouTube, but oh well, what do you do? We'll just find alternative ways. We'll get to that later. But first, Jill Biden, the very first U.S. uh, First Lady of the United States that's actually holding a full-time job. Now, most First Ladies, and I guess it's not a requirement, but most First Ladies would actually like not be holding a job, number one, because I don't need to because I have enough money, because most of them are millionaires, so they just kind of hang out and do whatever they want to. But it also gives them an opportunity to really work on initiatives that they want. Most work with children. You saw Laura Bush actually out there reading books to children, actually helping out. You saw Michelle Obama trying to get rid of French fries and taking away nice food at the restaurants and cafeterias at schools. Then you then you saw Michelle Obama actually working with children, all, not just in the country, but all over the world, doing initiatives for children, trying to actually raise the quality of living for them. Just between you and me, I think that was a little bit more um, productive for children, let's just say, than what Michelle Obama was doing, saying, like, we're going to shorten the size of French fries at McDonald's. 
and then we're going to shorten the amount of food that kids are eating at the school and giving them an apple on the side. Because that way, they can still starve and be hungry, but they can do it while eating an apple because that sounds great. How many kids do you know actually eat the apple at the school? Let's be honest. Now, if they're really hungry, maybe. But you know what they eat. Show of hands if everybody already knows what your favorite meal was in your cafeteria at your school. It was the square rectangular pizza. Yeah. You ever try to bring in the 80 cents for an additional slice because you were super excited? Because, dude, I'm like making that a taco. And I'm going to put one piece of pizza on top of the other piece of pizza. And I'm going to eat this rectangular pizza like a taco. Yes, I did that. I still remember it. And it was fantastic. So, uh, (laughs) Jill Biden not doing any of that. She's returning to the classroom as apparently she's maintaining a full-time job as she is working at a hybrid learning community college in the midst of the terrifying surge of the raging global pandemic. What a trooper, man. What a trooper. What a courageous trooper she is. She is in the middle of a pandemic and she is still out there teaching at a community college facing dangers unlike anybody has ever seen before. You can sense the sarcasm bleeding through me today, right? Uh, Jill Biden returns to the classroom live and in person, according to MSN, where she's being called Dr. B, as she's in the classroom at the Community College in Alexandria, Virginia. Now, my question is, number one, why do you need to do that? Unless you just enjoy teaching, which is cool, but you're the first lady. You have the opportunity to teach however you want to. You can travel around and meet at other schools. You can give different guest lectures and seminars to both like little kids and to high schoolers and to college kids, wherever you want. You're the first lady of the United States, but instead you're holding down a full-time job at a community college, which again tells me a couple of things. Number one, I think they understand they're almost on the way out the door and they need a source of income. Maybe they've blown it. Maybe the whole Hunter Biden thing's not working out to where uh, now they don't have that source of income coming in from China, so they need a little source of income again. They kind of botched her running a university, if I remember correct. Is that true? I know that there was an issue with the Bernie Sanders family uh, because they had, like, you know, frauded out the university that was about to close at, like, $100,000, $200,000, whatever it was. But I think, Jill Bi- I think the Bidens had been involved with, like, running a university at some point, too. Maybe I'm wrong on that one. Not quite sure, but the start of Labor Day weekend, Biden will be spending every Tuesday and Thursday the 13 weeks at the Alexandria campus of Northern Virginia Community College. According to the class schedule, uh, she'll be teaching remotely for the she taught remotely for the last semester, had similar schedule blocked off most of her day, eight hours from early morning until 4 p.m. for two three hour lectures per day and a lunch break in between. She works hard. I tell you, working super hard. Why would you do that? As first, I just I don't want to dive too deep into it. I just find it intriguing. Why would you be teaching as the first lady of the United States? Doesn't make any sense to me. Joe Biden's out there in the basement pretending to be president, maybe speaking at one occasion or another, but not really doing a whole terrible lot. So she's out there holding a full time job and then trying to hype up her husband as one that's actually doing something. Uh, But apparently she's one of the few that has a job because according to the unemployment reports that came out for the month of August, we gained a little bit of work, but not as much as what was expected. According to CNBC, job report, disappointment for the Biden administration and for the continued labor shortage in the nation, 235,000 jobs were added for the month of August, down from the expected 720,000 jobs. 
We were expecting almost a million, like three quarters of a million jobs this month uh, for the month of August, 720,000. We got 235. Unemployment fell to 5.2% with the estimates in line. I don't get that. How does that make any sense? We have it in line at 5.2% unemployment, but yet we missed it by 500,000 jobs in positions that were open that were expected to be filled. It didn't happen. I find that kind of interesting, don't you? Uh, the unemployment rate is still kind of lingering there. Wages, however, did rise to 4.3% year over year with that clip. Well, of course they're going to, because right now we are desperate to actually get people into the workforce, so they have to raise wages in order for people to actually show back up to work, which I find interesting as well, because the Democrats are winning. The progressives trying to mess up the economy, destroy private sector jobs, destroy small business, they're winning. So I guess that's a big hoorah for them, seeing a four-point increase year over year with wage increases. At the same time, I heard some of the economic experts at universities, whatever one you want to name in there, I've heard a few of them nationwide talk about how they don't expect the ending of the unemployment benefits, the additional COVID-19 unemployment benefits that end next week. They don't expect that to actually increase the number of people going into the labor force. And I thought, why? Because if they're not getting the additional three, four hundred dollars a month or a week for unemployment benefits, what are they going to do without the kind of money? Isn't that kind of the thing that makes you go, hmm? But they say that it's affecting more so the lower class that uh, works at maybe the restaurants and the industries that are still struggling. So therefore, they're going to stay on the unemployment benefits for the statewide issues, wherever you may be in the nation, just not getting that additional benefits from the federal government because of COVID, which means to them, they're not going to go out and find a job. They're just going to spend less money. Now, either there's two options that come from this. And let me repeat this. The economic experts, some economic experts at different universities across the nation say the ending of the unemployment benefits next week, the additional three to $400 a week for COVID-19 that are ending, no more. They're ceased, gone, finito. When they end, it's not going to force more people into the workforce. People are just going to take the lesser amount of unemployment benefits at their statewide level and spend less money. They say... Now, these are socialist economic professors that think that socialism is a good thing, that you know universal basic income is a good thing. They say that it's going to hurt the private sector and industries more than help them because it's not going to drive people back into the workforce, but it's actually going to just make people have less unemployment money come in, meaning that they're going to spend less money in the market, in the private sector. They're going to buy less groceries. They're going to buy fewer things because they're going to have less money available to them. Instead of saying, wow, I have less money coming in. Maybe I should go and get a job to supplement that income and actually have more money come in. Because if they are the ones that are affected mostly, which is the you know restaurant and bar and nightclub industries and some of those that are actually waiting tables and making maybe a little bit lesser money or minimum wage in some way, shape, or form in your state, you would think that that would drive them back to that industry that, by the way, is desperate for help still desperate for help. I read a story here in the state of Kansas, multiple stories of different restaurants across my state where I'm at here, where their sh- restaurants are shutting down for an entire week because people have been working complete nonstop for the last year. They wanted to take some vacation time. They are, they're short staffed so much that they can't stay open because they don't have enough workers. So they're shutting down restaurants for the entire week because people need to take a vacation. 
That's how short-staffed we are right now on restaurants and on bars and on nightclubs and in you know fast food joints or wherever. They're shutting places down because they don't have enough work. But by golly, no, they don't want to come back into the workforce if they're sitting on those unemployment benefits from COVID-19. They're just going to take the lesser amount and then just spend less money and invest it into the economy. Now, either the economic professors, the socialist professors of your choice at whatever university you want to talk about, they're right, and we have a bunch of lazy-ass people that don't want to get back to work because of the unemployment benefits, or they just want that to happen, so that way we come back and we say, well, look at there, the economy's not rebounding, I guess we just need to make this universal basic income because Democrats have control right now, I guess we just need to extend the COVID-19 unemployment benefits, I guess we just need to permanentize that child tax credit, whatever the argument's going to be. But they're setting it up to fail regardless. If you were expecting 235,000 jobs to be created, or if we had that in the month of August, and you expected 720,000, which is short like 500,000, by the way, just to let you know for those that can't do math on the other side of the aisle, a 500,000 job shortage than what you expected compared to what were actually filled, we have a serious problem. And if you don't know how to fill those because you want those, then you say, you know what? Things are bad. Let's create some more safety nets to take care of people because we're still riding through this. It could all go away just like that. The labor shortage, the industries, the restaurants and bars and nightclubs, all those issues could go away just like that if people would just get back into the industry. But they don't want to do it. And Democrats are encouraging not to do that. And the economic professors are saying they're not going to do it to try and set that standard. It's kind of like the experts that say oil's going to go to 15 bucks, and then all of a sudden gas starts climbing up that way because we listen to them with their predictions and we try to follow suit with their predictions. They want the socialist takeover to happen. But Joe Biden, by golly, she's working at the community no, college, rocking it, living the dream, with right? Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, 
catch our special features and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. By the way, I mentioned yesterday that we have been suspended on YouTube. We've been blocked on Facebook. Not sure why on the face. I didn't get a notice on Facebook. It's just like it says there's an error that can't connect. I can connect to everything else, can't connect to Facebook. YouTube, however, I did appeal the banning of YouTube until December, a 90-day ban on there because of quote-unquote medical misinformation after I didn't even mention COVID from Monday's episode. I had mentioned that we went vegan, that I was doing a fasting, that you can take vitamins to actually, you know, boost your natural immune system, boost your health, you know, take your health into your own personal responsibility. I, I didn't, I don't think I even talked about COVID. I just mentioned those things, how, you know, dietary changes helped my wife with lupus, you know, sort of thing. And we got banned for medical misinformation. So I ended up appealing it. And I didn't expect to hear anything back. I did get a message back late last night at about 11 o'clock. And here's what YouTube had to say. Get the, I thought this was pretty interesting. We reviewed your content carefully and have confirmed that it violates our medical misinformation policy. We know this is probably disappointing news, but it's our job to make sure that YouTube is a safe place for all. Here's how it says it's going to affect my channel. We won't be putting your content back up on YouTube. If you if your appeal was for a warning, you will be uh, will not be given another warning in the future. If your appeal is for a strike, the strike will remain on your channel. You can find more information on our YouTube Help Center. So uh, we are still banned. They did actually review it and they confirmed that it's medical misinformation by telling you that you can actually be healthy by eating proper and you know exercise, diet, and vitamins. That you can be healthier, which raises your chances of actually falling into the ninety nine percent that actually won't be affected by COVID nineteen. That's medical misinformation apparently and you're not allowed to do that which is going to be really a big stickler again if we weren't banned before we will be after next segment when we talk to our dr andrew myers uh talking about vitamins that can help you actually battle covid i know i know that's a crazy one it's crazy so there it is youtube not backing down on their stance thinking that we're just going to uh just you know what i get accused of on social media all the time we're just killing people just not caring we're a bunch of selfish jerks because we actually care about you know options with your personal health uh live stream on the Podbean did actually post a, a kind of a good comment on there uh talking about what kind of um security do we have for jill biden actually working out there yeah what kind of what are we doing with her like does she have security out there it's kind of interesting glad she knows what's best for my children yeah that as well i mean i'm telling you jill biden she just thinks she needs a full-time job usually you don't do that you're in the public sector now for at least four years maybe not even that because you're going to leave soon but usually you're out there doing initiatives doing things that are important to you you make 400 grand a year now because you are president of the united states or the wife of the president of the united states it's usually not a big thing now go and do whatever projects that you feel like you're empowered to do now as first lady to go and solve the world's issues but instead, you're teaching at a community college. I'm telling you, I, I, something's weird with that. It just doesn't click. It doesn't register with me. Either they're short on funds because they spent all the money coming in from uh, from China. They know that he's about be, to be booted out. Again, it's kind of like that job where you just kind of got that hankering. You got that feeling where you know it's not going to last very long. But at least she's protected, right? She can go. She can work. She can do her thing. But we do have that jobs report to where we just say uh, 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 only 235,000 jobs were added 
as they were expecting 720,000. So we have a 500,000 job shortage from what we anticipated, and it's on intention. If you remember back in the springtime, the Democrats said, you know what, we'll relieve the COVID uh, stimulus payments, we'll relieve the unemployment benefits when things get better, using those air quotes, when things recover, when things get back to normal, quote unquote. Well, things aren't back to normal yet. We're not back to where we were by any means. We still have a record labor shortage right now, and they're using it and manipulating it for their own personal advantage for more socialist programs because they want to try and fight these wage wars, which is why during a labor shortage, we have private unions actually trying to strike for better wages while the companies are just trying to stay in existence right now after being shut down because they were quote-unquote non-essential over the last year. How that makes sense, it doesn't make any sense to me in any way, shape, or form, but that's the way the progressives work. If you screw up enough stuff, then we're there to save the day, so keep turning to us to solve all the issues after we create the issues. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Dr. Andrew Myers right around the corner here on The Voice of Reason for a Friday. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, you're on radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you very much. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time. Having a hard time getting a hold of Dr. Andrew Myers, but I think he, I don't know, maybe on call or something, having some medical things that he has to deal with. A co-author of the book, Simplifying the COVID Puzzle, How Two Essential Vitamins Fortify the Immune System. Very radical. Very out there discussion to actually say that vitamins can boost your immune system. What a concept to help you battle some of that stuff. We'll try and get a hold of him. Uh, sometime before the end of the program. If not, then we'll just have to reschedule him and get him back on the show. I definitely want to talk to him. We'll just see if we can't get him on at a different time. That's okay, because there's a few other things I want to try and touch on. Speaking of COVID, we can get into the latest in what's trending. What's trending today? I didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday, so I guess this is the perfect opportunity to do so since we kind of set the stage for that topic. But I don't know if you listen to him. I'm a big fan personally. Don't always agree with everything that he talks about, but I definitely am a big fan, and he's obviously the number one biggest uh, podcast in the entire nation. But Joe Rogan, I'm sure you heard the news yesterday that he had announced that he is positive for COVID-19, which is wild because he has been all over this, and I haven't been able to listen to his program in a while. I just never have time. I really don't listen. There's two reasons why I don't listen to other shows. Number one, 
I just don't have time because I'm always so busy throughout the day. Number two, I don't like other shows influencing how I strategize about presenting an issue, whether they talk about the same thing I do or whether I talk about something completely different. Or if we are talking about the same thing, I don't want to use their same talking points and regurgitate the same ideas that they have or present a case in you know, their way because it's supposed to be unique. That's the beauty of talk radio. The beauty of podcasting is that we do it in a, in an original fashion. And then people kind of get, you know, drawn to different shows based on the personality of the host or just the, the, how they present a certain issue, whether it makes sense, whether it's entertaining, whether it's angry and harsh, whatever kind of flavor that you're into. That's the beauty of talk radio and podcasting, but I am a big fan of Joe Rogan. And I love that he talks about so many different diverse things, but his, producer had gotten COVID, I want to say about a year ago, half a year ago, something like that. His producer had gotten COVID and Joe Rogan was like super careful, like not to be around anybody because he didn't want to get it, but he's gotten COVID. But of course he's been the evil, crazy conservative libertarian. He says he's not conservative, but I think he's pretty conservative outside of like wanting to support Bernie Sanders a little bit. Um, it's not necessarily for the policy. Don't always agree with Joe Rogan's politics, but at the same time I find him entertaining. He's been very skeptical about the medicine, about the vaccine, not taking the vaccine. And MSNBC just tried to destroy him, which made him look stupid, made them look stupid, not Joe Rogan, on their article. Here's the headline from MSN. Not MSNBC, but MSN.com. Joe Rogan has COVID-19, is taking unproven deworming medicine. That's the headline. Now, Joe Rogan is a black belt in like Taekwondo or jujitsu or whatever the hell he is. He's a super health nut. He takes every supplement there is out there. He talks about on his show. He talks about powdered uh, protein shakes and talks about vitamins, talks about all these different supplements that he takes. He goes to the gym every single day. He's a crazy meathead. I mean, he looks at he's he, that's what he does. That's his lifestyle. His health is the MMA stuff is dietary things. And then he talks about other, you know, adult things as well, like drugs and stuff, which, <laughs> OK, if that's what you want to do, whatever. But uh, that's what he talks about. So he is an absolute juicer. He's an absolute, you know, meathead with the muscles and the, and the going to the gym and working out and all this stuff and then taking all the supplements. He has been one to downplay the vaccine, as I have as well, saying that you don't need the vaccine because when you have a lifestyle like that, more than likely you do not need to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, he's not even going to hydroxychloroquine. Apparently, he's taking the ivermectin, which for those that don't know that's been in the news for a while, ivermectin is a dewormer that's been used for humans and Animals. It's been approved by the FDA for humans. It's used in many different human medications, but the big, the media twisting it, the health organizations twisting it, the health officials and the politicians twisting it to make it sound like it's an animal dewormer. So that way, like, why the hell are people actually going to this thing? Why aren't they just taking the vaccine when we have something right here for you and you're going out and doing all these crazy things? Now, I don't know if you're aware of this or not. And it may be an unpopular thing to say. It may be kind of a wild thing to say, but why the heck not? I'm on a roll talking about vegan diets and fasting last week, so I might as well just kind of continue on the roll here. That I don't know if you're aware of this or not. Other nations do deworming on humans like once a year. Every other, almost every other nation out there, every European country, they all take a dewormer. They do like a three-day or five-day regimen, and they do it once a year, and they kill. If you eat any type of meat, if you eat any type of raw food, if you eat any type of Really anything, you have some sort of worms in you in some way, shape, or form. That's not just me crazy telling it. That's like health officials all over the world outside of the U.S. 
We don't do that here because I still think that there's a lot of shenanigans going on within the medical industry, not to tell you that intentionally so you get sick and have to go and get their medication from Big Pharma. Uh, That's not my crazy conspiracy, or maybe it is. I don't know. That's just my view on it because I'm trying to limit my exposure on uh, the mainstream medical industry. I have done a dewormer once, and I don't know that I felt any different, and I don't even know if it was ivermectin. But it was essentially the same thing. You take it a couple small little doses, like a couple days for breakfast with your meals, sprinkle it on your, you know, breakfast and eat it, you know, for three days or five days or whatever. And you do that like once a year and you just clean yourself out. It's kind of like doing a detox. You just get rid of this stuff. You get rid of any worms that may in your body. And other nations all over the world do this. Now, I don't know where the idea came from, from using that for COVID. But if it's safe for humans in certain increments, why the heck not? Now, the Democrats have tried to abuse this, of course, try to demonize it, because if it's other than just forcing the vaccine upon you, then it's bad. It's against you. uh, Trump talked about hydroxychloroquine. Nope, can't talk about that. Now we're talking about uh, ivermectin. Nope, can't talk about that. It's an animal uh, dewormer. It's a horse dewormer. Why would you take such a thing? That's crazy. And again, I don't know why people thought that was an idea for COVID-19, but they have. In Joe Rogan, a multi millionaire almost a billionaire he signed a hundred million dollar contract with spotify to make it exclusive for his podcast he's a uh, commentator for the mma obviously in the ufc he's a huge guy he does stand-up comedy he does movies i mean he's kind of a big deal and he's the biggest podcast in the country is taking ivermectin and the left is losing their minds because if it works for him and he doesn't get sick and doesn't end up dying from the ivermectin or from COVID, then they're going to absolutely go bonkers because people are going to listen to him and say, wow, it worked for him. It must work for me. And whether Joe Rogan knows this or not, people are going to follow his lead. Now, obviously, he t- he lives a little bit higher intensity lifestyle with going to the gym. I mean, I've tried to talk about the health factors on a natural, you know, holistic, you know, personal health lifestyle myself. I don't go to the gym every day. I work at a radio studio 12 hours a day, and I'm too tired to go to the gym before or after that. So I don't I don't go to the gym every single day as much as I would like to. I try to take the vitamins. I've gone to the vegan diet to try and at least, you know, make myself healthy dietary-wise because even scientists that, in you know, encourage the vaccine say that just a dietary change can make symptoms of COVID uh, less severe by about 40%, 40 to 45%. So that's good for you. But... Democrats, progressives, the like pro CDC, whatever Fauci says, because he's the Holy Spirit kind of thing that's going to save us. They're the ones that are losing their minds with this, because if it's bad, then obviously they can use it and say, well, look at that. He tried this and it failed miserably. If it works, then people are going to be like, well, I really don't need the vaccine. So they're in this quandary of what's going to happen now from the latest that I've heard. Joe Rogan said that he's feeling good with covid. But here's the extreme that they've taken this. Now, this is from the FDA, the Federal Drug Administration, that actually approves certain drugs, different medications, different vaccines. They approve these things. They make sure that it's up to quality, up to standard, up to code. They know what these medicines are. Here's the kicker, and this is how desperate they are. I'm telling you, there is such a mad push to dismiss and demonize anything, including natural holistic medicine, by just dietary vitamins and exercise. And while some laugh at it and say there's not a conspiracy to try and demonize that and just force vaccines and mask mandates and being scared of the biological world, here's how insane the FDA is. The FDA, after hearing about Joe Rogan, after hearing about people with ivermectin and trying to use that for COVID-19, 
The FDA tweeted out, you are not a horse, you are not a cow. Seriously, y'all stop it. That was a tweet from the FDA about ivermectin. Knowing damn well that ivermectin is completely approved for humans in certain situations. Now, again, I'm not sure what the link was of like, oh, let's use a dewormer to try and solve COVID. Uh, That's kind of an interesting take, and I never would have come across that or thought of that concept. And I'm not going to go out and try ivermectin. I'm just, I mean, I don't need it. I don't want it, and I'm not going to take it. Uh, But the FDA that knows what ivermectin is actually about are the ones out there demonizing it, saying you are not a horse, you are not a cow. Seriously, y'all stop it. As they try to say, don't take this because the only way you can stop COVID is through a vaccine. They know what ivermectin's about. They know the uses for it. WebMD even said it's the medications used to treat certain parasitic roundworm infections. Curing parasitic infections to help improve your quality of life in people with weakened, uh, weakened defense immune systems. Curing roundworm infections can reduce the risk of developing a severe or life-threatening infection. Ivermectin belongs to a class of drugs known as, I don't even know how to pronounce that, working by paralyzing and killing parasites. That's in humans, and then they use it in the uh, animals as well. But the FDI now angry about that one. At the same time... Was it the FDI? Was it the CDC? Or was it just some random health department? Or uh, They were talking about a number of calls coming into the CDC about poisonings and how poisoning calls are actually up because so many people are trying to use ivermectin or certain dewormers to try and actually cure COVID-19. So they were like, oh, look at this. People are actually abusing it, using it wrongly, and we're seeing increasing calls on the poison center in these certain states. Now, the increase was like like two or three. But they're trying to make it into this wide pandemic where crazy people are losing their minds, popping these pills for dewormers, and it's killing them and poisoning them when like one or two or three people in the state did that. But they were trying to make it this massive pandemic. It was up by like 200% and people are calling all the play all over the place, trying to scare you into taking health matters into your own hands and finding alternative ways to make yourself healthy. What a terrible thing, right? With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great Republic. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. By the way, a little programming note for you. So a reminder for you, Monday, Monday, Monday is when the newsletter is going to be coming out. If you have not signed up yet, go to the website, HoosierReason.com, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason.com. No I in Hoosier sounds just like the state. (laughs) I'll never forget that. That will always be ingrained in my mind, just this random guy on our social media feed. You're pronouncing your name wrong. No. HoosierReason.com, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason.com. You can go there. You can sign up for the newsletter. You'll see a pop-up. You can either scroll halfway down the page, or if it does pop up, it'll say, do you want to become a Hoosier-holic? You say yes. Type in your email address completely free. We don't spam you and send you a whole bunch of garbage every single day. All we do is send you a once-a-month email with our monthly blog, with our topical issues, with different guests we've had on the show, with our civic holidays for the upcoming month, some some encouraging words for the next month, trying to get you pumped up to continue on and keep on keeping on. That's going to come out on Monday for Labor Day. So if you have not signed up, you still have the weekend to do so. Sign up totally free again and have some fun. We get more people signing up every single month. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. We love you to death as we see I mean, we're growing. And it's weird because we have we're still in the works right now of adding some more stations and affiliates to the show. I have yet to do so yet because I've been really wanting to get the Hoosier Media Network completely kind of finished and constructed as we purchased a whole bunch of equipment this last month like drain the the accounts and actually get almost everything we need, which is really cool. We're in the middle of the construction. We're building stuff right now. And as soon as everything's up, then we can take the next step. If things are kind of, they're ready, they're, some are ready to go. We're just kind of uh, sitting in a hover pattern right now, ready to go with some of it. So we're doing that. And as soon as we do, then uh, we're, we're going to be growing by leaps and bounds, which is really cool. But even without that, we're still growing on our own. We've broken another record for podcast downloads. We have more people signing up for the newsletter every month. So we love you guys. Thank you for for it. We appreciate it very much. But sign up for the newsletter, and that'll be coming out on Monday, if you've been wondering where that is. At the same time, obviously, Monday being Labor Day, we will have a Best Up program for then. Also next week, it's going to be kind of a weird short week for me, because Thursday and Friday, I'm taking two days off. I know it's hard. I never take any time off. I did take a Friday off last week, but it wasn't for a vacation. It was actually for something very, very difficult I was doing, but I'm actually taking vacation time next week as Tuesday on the 7th is Mrs. Voice of Reason and I's ninth year anniversary. That's crazy. And I think about we've been married for nine years now. We've been together a lot longer than that because we were high school sweethearts and we've known each other for years. So we've been together a lot longer than that. I want to say close to like I don't know, 12 or 15 years, but our ninth year anniversary being married. So uh, super excited about that. We're going to be heading out of town a little bit, enjoying some vacay time on Thursday and Friday next week. So just be ahead of that. So we're actually only going to be live next week on Tuesday and Wednesday. That's it. Monday, we have Labor Day. Thursday, Friday, we have a best stuff for uh, for that time off. So I'm excited to actually get out and feel refreshed, feel ready to go. And then by the following week, we can come back and hit it hard with that one. As you go into Labor Day, we got just about a minute or so left here. As you go into Labor Day and we talk about this health kick, 
It's funny because I, I realize that as we learn, then we get different trends and you diff- get different fads, you know, the different diets, the eat the egg yolk, then don't eat the egg yolk, but eat the yellow part of the egg. And then don't eat that and don't eat the egg at all. And then eat all the egg because it's really good for you. Milk gives you cancer. Drink lots of milk. It gives you protein and gives you calcium. You know, you hear about these different studies that they tell you different things all the time and you really don't know what to believe. Now, I got to admit, I'm a little skeptical on this story because... I've been doing the health kick. I've lost some weight. I'm doing the vegan thing right now, and I'm I'm trying to power through. I'm really trying to power through the vegan thing, which is very difficult for me because I like meat and I like cheese, and I can't have either one. And I love tortillas and bread. Can't have that either, so I'm struggling. But now there's a new study that talks about being overweight can actually be healthy. Now, I have a hard time believing this one solely for the fact of what's going on right now with the COVID-19 pandemic, where we know the demographic where COVID mostly hits with certain demos, which is elderly individuals, autoimmune compromised people with pre-existing conditions, and people that are overweight. Because when you're overweight, you have additional stress on your lungs, making them harder to breathe and harder to actually work, which is where obviously COVID hits. So I have a hard time believing this one, but according to the study out of... Uh, the University of Gothenburg out of Sweden, they're saying being overweight or obese is typically a pathway for health problems. However, they say that it could increase the person's chances of surviving potentially deadly illnesses. Or they say it could actually help you barricade yourself against bacterial infection. Being overweight. Take it as you may. We'll read more of that maybe next week a little bit as I find that story quite fascinating. We'll maybe get have to get some doctors on to talk about that one. But I have to admit I'm skeptical and the red flags are coming up on that to try and encourage people not to be healthy while we have a pandemic of a virus attacking people's lungs for people that are overweight, immune compromised and sick. That's just me, though. Podcast up in a little bit. Want you to have a wonderful weekend. We're back at it on Tuesday. Happy Labor Day to you. Enjoy it. Remember the reason for that holiday. We'll do that on Tuesday as well. I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice Reason. We'll see you on the radio next week. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.